0: in four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: Are relationship doubts normal? Well, the short answer is yes, but the real question is, when should I listen to my relationship doubts, and when should I ignore them? Whether you're deciding to move in together and having doubts, or you've been together for ten years and wondering if it's time to go your separate ways. Relationship doubts can crop up at any point in a relationship. So how do you separate normal doubts from an inner voice you should listen to? Today, I'm bringing you the top four questions you need to ask yourself, and an answer, of course, to stop doubting and start being sure. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Medcalf, and I'm a practicing psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker and all around relationship maven with over 35 years of experience helping people just like you. Join me as I teach you actionable tips and strategies to create connection, joy and ease in all your relationships. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. Wonderful to have you here. Oh, many, 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 many people, DMs, emails, all questions asking about this. So I'm answering everybody today, and of course, the greater good and all of you out there. Just a reminder I love when you send me um, ideas for the podcast, but remember, I'm not going to give you relationship advice. I'm not not, and nor should you want it in a DM or an email. Sometimes you send really long emails. I love you. Stop that. Um, I just don't have time to read them. I get, you know, hundreds of emails a week. There's no way to do that. Um, And obviously it's highly unethical to get any, you know, advice from someone who doesn't know your whole story, doesn't know all the background. Maybe you've had trauma in your past and that's what's affecting it. I mean, there's so many things. So, but I love hearing your ideas. I love hearing, you know, a quick snippet of something uh is always great and here I am answering it today. So, I ah, got a lot to say today, but here we go. So, relationship doubts generally happen when there's been, you know, some big disappointment or crisis in the relationship and now you're calling into question what you thought was a sure thing just a minute ago maybe. But but doubts can also happen on a regular basis because There's a particular issue or issues that keep cropping up, you know, keep getting reminded of. And that's mostly what I'm going to speak on today. So, so but even if you have very occasional ones, this will really answer it. Um, An occasional doubt is relatively normal, but again, excessive doubting can really bring a lot of harm to your relationship because it becomes the central feature and has you questioning everything. So that becomes a big problem. And before I jump in, I let me tell you a big reason maybe not to worry. <laughs> you, you might stop listening in a moment. Uh, so one of the things I hear a lot from my clients and other people is that they find themselves a- occasionally attracted to someone else. Don't worry about it. Even in the deepest, sexiest, soul relationship that you could have on this earth it's normal to continue to find other people attractive it just is and it's not a sign that you're you're with the wrong person now if you're obsessed with a particular person and can't stop thinking about them that that's you know a horse of a different color as we why do we say that we say that here in the United States does anybody else say that I want to hear <laughs> comment under the video if you're watching on YouTube please like and subscribe um, we're really building our YouTube audience, which is exciting for me. And if, when you comment under there, it's something I can answer, you know, um, a lot and I love that. Uh, but anyway, so it, the obsession is a bigger problem. If the, if that's happening I would say this is a sign about you, not necessarily about the relationship or the other person even being wrong for you. If this is you, it's important for you to pay close attention to everything I'm teaching today. So let me just say that. All right. So let's get into the answer to overcoming relationship doubts and making a decision you can stick to. And It's about asking yourself some important questions, and you can do this on your own with a therapist or I would say possibly one very trusted friend, but it has to be a friend who's willing to help you explore your thoughts and feelings. It has to be a friend who isn't going to give you opinions and advice and suggestions. It has to be someone who will ask you questions and help you explore, open up, not narrow down. Does that make sense? Or, you know, not narrow down too quickly, I I guess I should say. You do want to narrow down, but you don't want to do it right away. It shouldn't be their feelings about it. You should be in a space where you can really explore your own feelings about it. And if they, let's say you're having doubts about your current boyfriend and your friend hates them, that is not someone to ask. That's not someone to do this with. They have an agenda, even if they say they don't. You know, come on, their their feelings are gonna get in there. That's why I really say either do this yourself and just be really truly honest, or find the a therapist to go through this with. Okay. So as I said earlier, I've got four, there are four big questions I want you to ask yourself, but within each big question, I'm going to give you a bunch of smaller questions to help you really get to an answer. You know me, I'm all about actionable tools and tips. So this is going to help you really narrow down. And I want to remind you that as always, especially with this episode, I always have a corresponding blog post for almost, I would say 99.9% of the episodes I have that I do, I do a corresponding blog post. So you can just go back if you don't want to listen to the whole episode again, if you're driving or doing something or busy when you're doing this, you can just go back, search on the website for this same one and the same episode. And there's going to be a whole blog post there with all these questions and you can just copy and paste at your will. But I will say if you're sitting still while you listen, you know, pause this right now, go get something and take notes right go go take some notes and and uh, a good shout out here to my journals on the website which i've uh love and love how they're designed if you're looking for a nice new journal spiral bound cuz i love spiral bound uh you can find them on my website if you want to find another way to support me okay or support yourself cuz they're fabulous all right question number 1 ask yourself is this a me thing or a them thing. So many, many, many times I've worked with clients who have relationship doubts and through our work together, they come to realize that their doubts are about them, not their partner. Yeah. If you have constant wavering It is often because, it can be due to an underlying mental health issue. You know, anxiety will make you constantly waver. Depression will make you constantly waver. So you could have some underlying mental health issue. Um, If you have a personality disorder, that could be playing a, a role. Or you could have unresolved trauma, which is playing a role. So it's really important to look at any patterns you might have. That's how I sort of get at this. So let's talk about some smaller questions to ask within this big question. So you might ask yourself, uh, the first thing I I tell clients to ask themselves or I do with them is, do you always have doubts in your relationships? Is this a pattern? Is it a theme? Does this show up in all kinds of relationships and not just romantic ones? So some people find that um, they always have doubts, no matter what, everywhere, every relationship, every kind. Other people find that they're very sure at work, let's say, but have a lot of doubt in their relationships. Again, none none of this is, you know, yes, you're correct in your doubts. You know, I'm not doing, we're not doing that. We're trying to explore. So you answer these questions. And as you do that, as you journal, and I did an entire episode on journaling, you can go back and listen to that too. I'll link to it in the show notes and in the on the blog post page. Um, but If you're, and I'm going to write that down because I might forget, I know, I'm doing that as we talk. Um, (laughs) So, but you can, if you want to journal, you don't have to journal like for hours, you know, take a few minutes, write some bullet points, that's all all it has to be, but really look, going deep on this. Um, Do the doubts often show up at a certain time? So for a lot of my clients, they would notice that there was almost always doubts after like three months, you know, when things get more... More real, or maybe after six months or a year. Like it's a, there's a certain time to it uh, where maybe the newness has faded. And now you're wondering because you're really left with the person. <laughs> I want you to ask, where are these feelings coming from? And, and again, journaling is the way to do this because you, again, I, I explain it all and the research behind it in that episode, but just thinking it is different than actually writing it down. So you don't have to use the word journal. You can just write it down, but take. Five minutes. Set a timer for five minutes, and answer that question: Where do I think these feelings are coming from? And try to do your best. If you're always saying, "Well, it's because he did that or she did this," try to think a little deeper than that. So they did that or this, but what is? But why does that bother you? You know, go deeper. Um, you could ask yourself: Do I have a fear of commitment? What What does your history of commitment look like? Again, not in just romantic relationships, but. I'm thinking of a client right now who um, he had a real. He was having a lot of doubts in his relationships, and when I was asking him these questions about commitment, he was someone who changed jobs a lot. Um, I I and a lot is subjective, I guess, but he he moved jobs a lot, which also was meaning he was moving homes a lot. So he would get an apartment and move. He would get here and move. That was happening a lot for him, and I. I, and not to project, but that used to happen to me. I had a real commitment issue <laughs> uh, for years, you know, um, and I would get in relationships. For me, it was around 18 months. And once that happened, of course, the other person was usually like, hey, let's get married or let's do the next step. And that's when I would be like, "I oh, I have to go. I'm out of here. Um and I would move often. I moved all the time. I moved countries, I moved states. I moved I moved a lot. And there so there was obviously a commitment issue, right? Like in general in my world and it was just showing up in different ways. Um jobs too. I'd stay maybe a couple years and go, you know. Um it it just and and there were jobs I had much longer. You know, it's funny the jobs I had longer periods of time were after I'd done a lot of therapy and actually got married and stayed in a relationship for a long time. You know, so it is interesting. The therapy helps, but you know, again, look at any pattern overall of committing in general to things. Uh, another question you can ask is, do I trust myself in my decision making? Right, that's another one. Go again, journal. Go a little deep and. I think what's really big is if you have had previous doubts in a relationship, what have those doubts taught you? I want you to really think about this and write this down. For example, um, you know, did you have doubts, break up and then regret it? Has that what's happened before? Do you, have you had doubts previously but stayed longer and maybe and then regretted it? Have you had doubts broken up and then felt great about your decision and had no regrets or had doubts and stayed and had no regrets? You know, again, what is your history with doubt? How has it shown up? This, you know, if you don't answer any of the other ones, I would answer this one. What does doubt look like in your life? How has it shown up? And uh, what has it taught you? What has it taught you? So, I mean, I think, so overall, ask yourself whether you have doubts everywhere or just with this person. Um, I think that's the biggie too. Yeah. You know, do you I I had a client who had a lot of doubts. Um, like in college, she would have so much trouble picking a class in college. Um, she would have a lot of doubt, like, is this the right one? Is this the right one? Is this the right one? That's a doubt. Um, so she would like. Go to every, sign up for 20 classes and go to every one and then try to narrow them down. You know, she wanted to get it right. Some of this is perfectionism, right? But again, at its core, there's doubt there. Um, You know, do you have trouble making decisions at work or uh, wondering if your best friend has your best interest at heart? Are you always doubting your best friend? You know, again, if doubt is ubiquitous in your life, it's a different issue and isn't something to be solved with your partner. And and they're probably going crazy with your nagging on this issue because nothing they do ever seems to work, right? So again, doubt really important. Okay. Number two, the second question is ask yourself, what do I truly need? Need, not want, need. In my experience, most people aren't truly clear on what they need in a relationship, You know, they meet someone, you know, you're attracted, you get along, you jump in with both feet. Oh, this is it. This is great. Everything is wonderful. Then a few months in, again, as things start to get really real, suddenly you start having doubts. Suddenly these doubts are creeping up. And, you know, it's not called being blinded by love for no reason, That That is what, you know, I again, I've done other episodes on limerence and what happens with our you neurotransmitters know, in the early stages of relationship that make us overlook a lot of things. So it's important to identify where these feelings are truly, truly coming from. It's easy to say, oh, I'm having these feelings because my partner did X or because uh, they said Y. But- But then you have to ask yourself why this particular thing bothers you so much that you're doubting the relationship. It's not a given that whatever it is would bother, well, that would bother anybody. I hear my clients say it all the time. No, it wouldn't bother anybody. There's things that bother me that don't bother other people and vice versa, of course. So there's a reason it bothers you. (laughs) You got to identify why it's bothering you at this level that you're doubting. Uh, You know, obviously this is working on self-awareness and introspection. It's really about getting crystal clear on what you need. Need, not want. So, and having said that, I want to be clear that there is no perfect person for you. There are no soulmates. (gasps) Abby, no, there are no soulmates. I, I love Gary and think we are so beshert, We beshert, beshert is like meant to be like great, whatever, but there are no soulmates. What we do is create soul relationships. Gary and I have co-created a relationship together where we feel seen and understood, where we feel like a team, where we feel like partners, where we trust each other on a very deep level. That is something we worked at. Yes, yes, we were we were hot for each other when we met. We were very attracted. There was all kinds of that other stuff going on, of course. But over time, we really developed the again the soul relationship. I think there's many right people for you know. If I'd met so, I don't know someone different, I know you're a guest. You're a guest. Gary could have met someone different. It's okay. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that idea. Now, I'm not out looking for anyone else, nor is he, you know, because we have created something so special together. But again, it's co-created over time. And some people, I guess, have that love at first sight thing or whatever, but I've never met anyone who's been together a very long time who hasn't had bumps in the road, who hasn't had times when there's distrust and and trouble and doubts and all those things. Gary and I had them. Of course we did. So, you know... you. It's about what you create through that, not thinking there's one person and I missed my opportunity. That is such bullshit. It is such scarcity thinking that keeps you trapped and scared. And there is, what do I always say? Love relationships can't be based on fear. Feeling trapped and scared is not a reason or like there's some sort of uh, scarcity mentality going on. There's not anybody else. That is such crap. That Please let it go. It's so getting in your way. So, okay, sorry. Woo, soapbox moment. That's what that was. That's good. So let me, let me come back. So sometimes we're so busy.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
1: saying all the things we want, we don't share with our partners what we need, right? So I want you to pick up your socks from the floor. I want you to put away the dishes without being asked. I want you to compliment me. Tell me you appreciate me. I want to feel appreciated. What is it that you really need that those things would signify? There's there's likely a better and easier way to get there so you're not looking for like 40 different behaviors from your partner. Instead, there's generally one or two basics and when they're there, you don't care about the socks on the floor. You feel appreciated. You don't, you know, you're not feeling like you're not a, a team or whatever. Stopping to truly understand what you need in a relationship to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel cherished is that's your key to stopping your relationship doubts. And I'm going to give a plug for my book here because it's so important. In my new book, Boundaries Made Easy, depending on when you're listening to this, it just it's dropping on 12.5, and I think you might be listening to this. I record these early, um, in early December, so it might have already dropped, Boundaries Made Easy. Go to Amazon and buy it. Go to my website and get it. I go deep into this piece, into understanding what I call your deal breakers and knowing what your what your true non-negotiable standards are. I go deep into that, yes. And I this book, Boundaries Made Easy, it's gonna change your life, I'm telling you right now. It's all my best stuff. But I have a whole questionnaire in there about what you want in a love relationship and how to find it, or any relationship really. And really what, figuring out what those needs are. Because when we don't get our needs met, we end up focusing on our wants. Let me say it again. When your needs aren't getting met, you start focusing on your wants. And what happens when we focus on our wants, our partners feel overwhelmed. You know, pick up that, do that, say this, get me this. And they're like, and they they're, they feel like the target is always moving and that whatever they do, it's not enough. If your partner feels, if you've ever heard that, that's because you're not getting to the real deal. And my book will help you do that in spades. I mean, yes, this podcast will too, because that's what I'm here for. You don't have to buy my book to get great relationship advice. You already know that. I've been doing this for almost over five years now. Um, And I I just know that'll help you too. And the Audible version should be out at the same time. So maybe when you're listening. Uh, You can also, I'll link to it. I have uh, an episode called 10 Questions to Ask Before Getting Married or Moving In Together. You can search for that on anywhere that you listen to my podcast or on my website. Um, But that's another one to at least, if you don't want to buy my book, go there, go, go read all those questions, but you've got to get clear on that. Okay. The next question is to ask yourself, is this coming from fear or love? We sort of touched on it. Now I'm going to go a little deeper from that whole scarcity mindset, right? So you might be having doubts because it's actually fear that's keeping you in your relationship, not love. I know, this is hard. I'm not saying that you don't have love. I'm not saying you don't love this person. There's not a lot of wonderful things in this relationship, but I'm saying what's keeping you is fear-based. And because of that, your inner voice is popping up over and over, telling you to move on or make a change or do something. But because you're not looking at those deeper issues I just talked about, really identifying what you what you need You keep dismissing that voice instead of listening to it. So it keeps popping back up, keeps coming up. So your question is, is fear keeping me in this relationship? Is fear keeping me in this relationship? And you can tell it's fear keeping you. If you're thinking things like, what if someone better comes along? That's like all these doubts coming from that. What the hell? Clearly you haven't identified what you really need because- Otherwise, you wouldn't think there was someone better coming along. Uh, oh, I've, here's what I hear a lot. I've already put in so much time. I don't want to start over. What if I never find anyone again? Oh, this is my last chance at love. There's that fucking scarcity again that makes me absolutely crazy. Makes me want to tear my hair out because <laughs> not true. Uh, here's another one I hear a lot. What if we break up and then they find someone else right away and they're all happy, but I'm alone and miserable? this is what keeps you in the relationship. That's not love. That's not love. That's fear. That's not wanting them to have love. (laughs) That's just your fear keeping you there. That's spite. It's like, it's spite. It's terrible. So no, 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 no. You don't, that's why you're having all the doubts because all this stuff is really what's at the core. Your inner being knows that and you are not living in integrity. You are not living in honest. You're not in the relationship honestly. You're not. And by the way, the other person deserves better. But mostly, so do you. You you want to be in a relationship where all your where your not all your needs are met. Give me a break. Gary doesn't meet every need I have. Um, that's why we have multiple you know like friendships and 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 family and other people that might meet that. But he meets the needs. I need in a love relationship, in my romantic partner, in my, in my partner in life. He meets those. So is he perfect? No. Am I perfect? Apparently not. <laughs> I know you find that hard to believe. Uh, but that's not what we're looking for. Perfect is unattainable. So again, when you when you know what you really need, the the superfluous things, the extras that you think you want, they go away because you're really focused on what you need and that, that's what you're getting. And it feels good. So when that other silly thing does come up, oh, I wish he would give me a card for no reason. This comes up sometimes for me with Gary. You know, I love getting cards and him writing in them. He doesn't do it. I don't get cards. It's okay. He shows me in a million other ways. I just would love a card, but he doesn't do that. So it's okay. He's not perfect, but he's so great in all the other ways. And I feel so loved and cherished that. I can let the card go pretty easily. I really don't focus. It took me a minute to think of something. I was like, what is the thing I always ask? And I don't always ask him for it. I really don't anymore. We're at the point where I tell him, when you do give me a card, I want a card on our anniversary and I don't need gifts, but I want a card and I'm on birthday. I want cards. Um, Valentine's Day is nice, no gifts, but like a nice card that really means something to you. And I always tell him, you have to write words in it. So he's very good. The, those are what? The three days a year. He gets me a card which is fine. And it really means something. And he he takes a long time picking them out. It's so sweet. He often gets me like the perfect card you could tell from what's written. And then he writes in it his feelings for me. And that feels really good. And that's what it is. I, it'd be nice to get them all the time, I guess, but there's other ways he shows me. And I pay attention to those, not this thing I think I want for whatever reason. So I want you to pay attention to how you feel day-to-day in this relationship. Relationship? Relationship. Relationship. Pay attention day-to-day. I don't mean in moments of like, woo, it was great. We went out on date night the other night. We went on vacation. I don't care about that shit. Nope, nope. I mean day-to-day, all day long, in your days. How do you feel when you think about the other person? How do you feel when you're in the room together? If most of the time you're feeling insecure, worried, anxious, scared, uh, disinterested, annoyed, (laughs) resentful, upset. This is a relationship based on fear, not love. And I highly suggest you working with a therapist to get at the real reason for those feelings. Just because you have them now doesn't mean you're supposed to break up tomorrow. It means you're supposed to look at this Maybe you're just focusing on the wrong things. I don't know, right? I could spend all my time focusing on what Gary doesn't give me, right? But I don't because again, I'm getting, but I know my needs, like I said, so important. And I and those are getting met. Do that work, really figure that out. And if those, the deal, I call them the deal breakers. If those aren't being met, that's a different issue. And again, I wouldn't say break up tomorrow, unless you've been together two months, I don't think you need to go to therapy if you've been together a month or two months or six months, like then just get out. But I know I'm saying it, I'm saying it, just get out. Just if if, if it's all, if you're real things, don't ever stay in a relationship based on potential. Don't stay, because that's again, fear-based. Oh, but he could, or, or oh, he's gonna, I have so many clients who come to me, they break up with someone, it's often the women, although men do it too, men do it too. But I'm thinking of a few women in my head. Who they broke up with, and then the person is on Facebook with their brand new girlfriend, and they're getting married the next day, and you know that's it. And oh, I fixed him, and now he's off with someone else. Just stop looking. Just stop. This has nothing to do with you. This whole thing has nothing to do. Like forget it. It does not detract. Again, it's fear based from the reasons you said goodbye. Right? Come back to your reasons. Remember why. Okay. The next question to ask yourself is, is this a trust issue? Okay. So now I discussed the three pillars of trust in a few episodes, most recently in episode 201, um, which again, I'll link to in the show notes. And the three pillars of trust are integrity, competence, and goodwill. I go deep in, in on, how to build, on how to build honesty and trust in your relationship in 201, but let me just say this here really, you know, to give you something here. So integrity is all about is all about honest, honesty. Are they saying something so you won't get upset? Are they trying to manipulate you to get you know their way or avoid a conflict? Um, are they saying they feel one way, but they really but you think they really feel another? Are they telling you outright lies? Overall, integrity is about do you believe what this your partner is telling you? The second pillar is competency. So these three things are what make up trust. There's three things, and they work in tandem like a constellation. So competency is, does the other person do what they say they will successfully successfully, and efficiently? Do they follow through? Do they show up on time? Do you believe that they can do the things they promise or commit to? Do they contribute fully to you, the relationship, in ways you need? Financially, emotionally, spiritually, I don't know what you need. In other words, can they do the job of being your partner and what you need? And the last of these three, so integrity, competence, the third is goodwill. And goodwill is all about you believing that your partner or the other person has your best interest at heart and that they care about you as a person, not just as a girlfriend or wife or husband or fiance, okay? Not just the role you fulfill, but as a person. Do they express empathy or compassion for your feelings? That's a good one. Do they, do they use things you've confided to them against you later? Big problem. Do they treat your concerns or problems as a we issue and not a you issue? I know. Do they treat you as a team in public especially, but certainly I shouldn't say especially, in alone or in public? You know, so if they, do they join in with other friends and tease you in public or think it's funny if you're embarrassed by something when out, you know, somewhere, not good. In other words, do they have your back and do you feel like a team? I mean, that's really what I'm talking about here, right? Um, That's, that's the thing. Those are the three pillars or the constellation of trust. Okay. And so you were answering all those questions to see is this? Do we have trust going on? Is are they here? And what I what I do love about the pillars is that sometimes you might trust someone completely in one area but not another. So it's great you can kind of work on the one area where you're having trouble. All right. And so those are my big questions. But I'm going to give you I know and all the sub questions. But I'm going to give you some last questions. Okay, just some other questions to ask and answer. To get at the real reason for your relationship doubts, because you know me, I'm always over delivering. <laughs> Could have stopped there, Abby. No, I have more. Uh, I want you to think too, I want to say this really well. Do you feel inspired, comforted, encouraged, or uplifted when you come to your partner with something that's bothering you? You should every time every time do, do you see where i'm going here do they you know if they're blaming you or turning it that's a big problem it all comes back to feeling like a team i'm going to say that but i wanted to say this i didn't want to put everything underneath one of those categories cuz i think there's just some bigger ones to really think about another one is big is do they give you their full attention when you ask when you say like hey you know i i, I really need to talk to you about something and i really need your full attention please put down your phone, I don't, I can't have you, you know, just really. And then you're having the conversation and they hear their phone in the other room. They're like, oh, let me just check that. Or, or you see them sort of wander off with their attention. Now you might be with a partner who has ADHD, in which case I always say, maybe try to grab their hands when you're talking, like really sit down, make sure you're in a place where there are very few distractions that can happen. Um, but you know what I'm talking about here if they're capable, do they give you their full attention when you, when you ask? I, I don't mean every moment, but when you ask. Overall, the other question I would ask is, do you feel supported and understood by this person? I know, that's a good one. And also, how do you want to feel? Then this comes back to what you need in a relationship, but I'm going to say it here too how do you want to feel the majority of the time in this relationship? What is that feeling you're really wanting? Is it connection? Is it ease? Is it comfort? Is it safety, security? Like, what is that? And, and then, is that happening on a consistent basis? Not a perfect basis, but a consistent basis. Another thing I want you to ask, you know, in the big questions are, when things are hard, what do you need most from your partner? And again, are you getting it? So ask and answer, obviously. And when something goes well, what do you want the most from your partner? And again, are you getting it? Okay. All right. I think that's enough. I can think of some more questions right now, but I'm going to stop there because you know me, I'll keep going. That's it for today. I I know that was a lot of information and a lot of questions, a lot of introspection. It's really important to do. You got to do it. You deserve it. You don't want to have these doubts. They're exhausting. Aren't you exhausted? Enough, enough. The waffling, the back and forth, you know, again, if it comes up once a year or something, okay, knock them down. But if these are happening pretty consistently, um, you know, every month or every week or every day. You really need to address it. It's not okay to keep going on like this. And again, I really do have so much of this in my Boundaries Made Easy book where you're going to get deep on what you need, not what you want. What you need and what your standards are around those needs and then what your boundaries are going to be, what what the what the response is going to be when those standards aren't met so that you can really know that you've done everything possible in your relationship to be clear to be loving, and to try for this deeper connection. All right. Okay. That is it for today. Oh, I love you as always. Oh, I love being with you. I love these times that we spend together. I so appreciate you being here with me, this relationship, this thing that we have. And again, Again, it's reciprocal relationships. So you don't have to buy my book. But if there's any other way you can support me, if you have no money, I would really ask that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the videos, comment, follow me on Instagram or social media. Uh, you know, there's ways to support me. Share the podcast with friends that you think would help. Um, there's tons of ways to support me that don't cost you a penny. You know, review the podcast. Please, if you haven't leave in a review, leave in leaving. If you haven't left a review yet, please do so. You can rate on Spotify or leave a review on on Apple. So please do that. You know, again, tons of ways to support me. If you don't want to spend a penny, if you would like to support me money-wise, then buy my books or my programs. I have a lot of different things available on the website, including merchandise. So in all those ways, you could have the Abby love all around you all the time, (laughs) Um, physically also. All right. That's it for this week. Have an amazing week. And I'm going to talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is gonna help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just wanna say hi, Let me know what the podcast is doing for you, anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymedcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you.